It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. This is the best of talk of champions brought to you by Modern Woodman. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Going now to the Modern Woodman phone line. Good friend of the pod. It's Bo Wallace, former Ole Miss quarterback, now the co-offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at Pearl River Community College. What's up, Bo? What's going on? Appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming back on, man. Uh, we meant to do this before Christmas. And wires got crossed, but you're here now, and you got a new job, man. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, you know, co-OC down at Pearl River. Um, really excited about it. Um, just a really good program. Uh, I mean, when you when you, when you step on campus, 
I mean, it's a campus you can sell and, um, you know, that, that always helps in recruiting, obviously what, what kids can see. Um, so, uh, very excited about the move and excited to work with coach Tatum, our, our other offensive coordinator and, and, uh, coach Smith and, and coach Mosby, our receivers coach and, and also coach Davis, our, our running backs coach. So really excited to get down there and, you know, probably been working for about a month to get back down there and really, uh, drive the nails in, in on the offense that, that we want to use. It's really funny, man, because you've been on this podcast so many times. I feel like I've followed you every step of your coaching career. Has your coaching philosophy, what you want offense to be adapted in any way? Yeah, I mean, always you, I mean, you know, I have an, a, a great idea of everything I want it to look like, but, um, you know, obviously I have to see, um, you know, what the what the personnel looks like um, and, and, and all those certain things. So um, luckily, you know, this spring will actually get a spring. Um, you know, I felt like we were, we were pretty good on offense last year, but, um, you know, if we would have had a spring and a summer, we would have really, really lit things up. Um, so, you know, luckily, you know, COVID's kind of hopefully ending here and, uh, you know, we'll get, get a full spring, spring schedule. And then, uh, you know, the, the spring also, or I'm sorry, the summer also. You're a quarterback's coach. I've had many quarterbacks coaches on this podcast and I ask them the exact same question every time. What do you most look for in a quarterback? Um, I think just confidence, uh, confidence and, and being able to, to shake things off. Um, you know, no quarterback's ever going to play a perfect game. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I can develop you um, as far as your skill and, and that and those type of things. But, um, you know, and, and we're always trying to develop you as a person and obviously as a quarterback in the way you think and, and things like that. But it's a lot uh, it's a lot easier to do when you have a guy that, that you know is a winner and a competitor and somebody that's going to, you know, go out there every day and, um, and, and not miss practices and things like that. So um, definitely look for that and, and guys that we recruit. That's hard-earned advice for you, Bo. Oh, yeah. No, I, I tell them all the time. You know, I threw – I think my sophomore year I threw 17 interceptions. I don't really care about any, any, any of them. You know, I tell them all the time, you know, just uh, – I don't remember one of them. You know, that's how short the memory is right there when you throw an interception because – I mean, the way offensive football is played today, um, you know, it's obviously you don't want to have turnovers and things like that. You know, turnover margin will, will kill you in wins and losses. But, um, you know, you, you do have more possessions um, now that, that uh, you know, offenses are playing the way that they do. So, you know, when you do make a mistake, you're going to have, you know, a couple more chances than you used to have that, that football um, because of, you know, the offenses are going so fast. It creates more possessions in a game. Have the conversations changed with you as far as when people talk to you about football? Is it less about, oh, it's former Ole Miss quarterback Bo Wallace, more it's coach Bo Wallace? Um, I mean, you know, we, we have, you know, guys come in and recruit our guys that, you know, I played against or, 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 or things like that. And, you know, we might reminisce on that game that he coached against me and things like that. But it's a little bit of both. I know we've talked about this before, but it was always coaching for you once you got done with football, right? Well, I think, um, you know, I always knew what I, that I wanted to be around football and kind of knew that I was going to coach um, when I was growing up, kind of, you know, knew I was going to play as long as I could and then coach. So, um, you know, I, I knew I knew pretty fast, um, you know, uh, that, that this is what I wanted to do full time, um, you know, and, and luckily I've been around, been around a couple of different coaching staff. So seeing, you know, different types of coaches and, and kind of learn from, from uh, very, good ones and uh and, and you know guys that you don't really want to be like so um you know that's been a good experience for me what's Bo Wallace the recruiter like I think uh 
you know, I, I'm going to go after the, the biggest dogs in the state. I mean, that's one thing. Um, you know, any offensive player that that I can sit on a board and show you, hey, man, this is exactly how I want to get you open. Um, you know, I've watched a ton of your tape, and, um, you know, this is my plan for you. This is where you're going to play, and this is what I'm going to do to get you to football. Um, because, obviously, you know, these kids, they want to come in, and they want to they want to play early. And, uh, you know, so um, – and, and that's the guys that we're going after, the guys that can come in and contribute the first year. So, um, always going after the, the biggest guy. And then, you know, any, any kind of offensive skill guy, I feel like, once I can put them on the board and, and have that conversation with them and, and show them that, you know, this isn't your regular stuff that you're going to just, you know, you're calling out there, you know, we, we have reasons why we're doing things and, and reasons and, and, and things that we're doing to get you open. So um, I think, you know, just once we, we get on the board, um, you know, I got a shot at them. Juco recruiting. It's a different animal than typical recruiting, right? Because there's so many different balls in the air that you have to juggle. Well, I think it's just so much turnover. You know, if you have a kid that's qualified and he has one good year as a freshman, you know, uh, uh, a, you know, South Alabama might come get him after his freshman year. When you have other guys who are non-qualifiers, you know that you're going to have him for two years. So you're trying to, you know, push their tape out and things like that. Um, but, you know, really it's just, uh, you know, you might have a kid that's committed to you. Um, you know, I know this happened to us at East Mississippi when we were there. You know, you may you may have a kid that you're, I mean, you're feeling great about, and then you he might on the last couple of days, you know, get a Southern Miss offer or a South Alabama offer or something like that, and then, you know, that kind of changes your recruiting board last second, and you know you're scrambling a little bit, but, um, and then also the roster turnover, that's the thing that's so different, um, it's so fast, um, that you, like I said, you're not getting really a chance to develop kids. So you're having to go and, and take kids instead of what you see, you know, two years down the road, you have to look at them from, you know, what you see right now, you know, how, how can he help us right now? An interesting dynamic as well is that there are schools that have a relationship with a particular junior college to where they'll funnel kids. Maybe they sign them with their non-qualifiers to get them back once they get qualified for your school. So that's an added bit of responsibility for you guys, right? Yeah, and that's why you have to make sure you have, uh, you know, great relationships with those coaches. Um, you know, luckily we've been – I've been, you know, I was at Ole Miss and all those coaches kind of branched off to different areas. So um, I feel like, you know, I, I can be a guy that they trust to make sure that they get that kid. Um, you know, his grades are going to be right and we're going to be on top of him and make sure we get him back to you. Um, you know, so, yeah, you will have those relationships to where they will send you a kid. And, you know, you have to – you know, this this might be South Alabama, and you know, uh, South Alabama might want him back, but let's say, you know, Georgia's coming in on him, but, you know, you, you, you told this coach of South Al that I'm sending him back to you. So as long as that coach hasn't left or, you know, any coaching changes, you know, that kid's going to South Alabama because that's how you keep those relationships. How wild is it to look around college football? Kane Walmack, defense coordinator at Indiana, he's going to be the head coach of South Alabama, or is, but after the game on Saturday against Ole Miss. Tom Allen's the head coach at Indiana. Freeze is at Liberty. He'll get another job probably next year or two. All the coaches that you were playing under are now branching out and you're seeing them take over programs. Is that weird for you? Yeah, I was just thinking about that, um, you know, the other day. Also, um, you know, A.J. Milwee, that was my quarterback coach um, in junior college. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for Arkansas State. Um, he was a uh, OC at Akron and then worked for uh, Saban for two years as an analyst, and he's going to be the OC over there. So, you know, and, and Ryan Applin, who was the guy ahead of me at Arkansas State, he's the running backs coach now at Arkansas State. So um, just, 
knowing a lot of guys that's that's really um, up and coming guys, um, you, you know, I can always call them and, and pick their brain and, you know, have somebody to rely on, uh, you know, in situations where, with, you know, in my instance, being a young coach, not, not seeing everything that, that, you know, those guys may have seen and being able to pick up the call, the phone and call them. What's the thing you most learned as a coach? Where have you grown the most? I think um, it's something that I'm just still working on is just patience. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I, I've seen it done one way, and if it doesn't look like that and we've wrapped it, wrapped it, wrapped it, wrapped it, you know, my patience really isn't there for it. So, um, you know, just making sure my patience is there. And, uh, you know, obviously if, if we're wrapping it and we continue to get it wrong, you know, there, there's there's something to be said about that. But um, I think, you know, being, being in coaching – has has really helped my patience and it's something that I have to continue to work on. All right, Mr. Quarterbacks coach, what have you thought of Matt Corral this year? Well, I thought he's been really good. Um just great on talent, the scheme. I mean the scheme's been amazing. Um, you know, he's 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 got weapons everywhere. Um, you know, even at tight end position and that's huge in offense today. Um having that tight end that can that can do both for you in the in the run and the pass game. Um, so, I mean, I, I think he's done, uh, he's done a, a, a fantastic job, really. We'll get right back to Bo Wallace, former Ole Miss quarterback in this edition of Talk of Champions, after I tell you about Cheney's Pharmacy, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Oxford, Mississippi is always at its best in the spring and summer. The sun is shining, the square is popping, and you actually now get to go back to Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What could be better? But the only way to truly enjoy everything that Oxford and Ole Miss has to offer is to make sure you're still taking care of yourself, keeping yourself safe, and that you have a pharmacy you know you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance, Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down. It's not close. So give Cheney's a call. 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy. Much more than just a pharmacy. Why has Ole Miss been able to, even when Elijah Moore or Kenny Yeboah opt out, why are they still able to put up 558 yards against LSU and 48 points? I think it's, uh, you know, Kiffin does a great job and whoever's, you know, making game plans. You know, I don't know the dynamics of all that stuff, but um, whoever's whoever's game planning and, and doing the shots and things, I think they're doing a great job of manipulating the coverage and uh, stealing eyes from the back end guys. Um, so, uh, I think that's creating those those huge home run balls that you see guys wide open. Um, also, the tempo, um, they're great with their tempo. I mean, they're really, really, really fast. Um, you know, one of the fastest in the country when they're really, you know, trying to do it fast. And then also, you know, I think Kevin gives them a chance when he's always going for it on fourth down. You know, that, um, you know, I felt like they were pretty good on fourth down. I'm sure you know the numbers, but, um, you know, them being good on fourth down, allowed them to, to score extra points that, you know, if they were going to punt the ball away on a third and four, uh, they wouldn't have got a chance to score. If you were a quarterback in an offense like that, would you be wanting to go forward on fourth down every single time? Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to do that anyway. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, of getting four plays to, 
to get uh to get 10 yards than three so um you know i know if i'm ever lucky enough to make those calls as a head coach uh, you know once we're past the 40 i think uh if it's if it's something close we're we're definitely going for it that's a shift philosophically and analytically isn't it just in the game in yeah. general right and you see a lot more people doing that now um you know using analytics we have our receivers coach he's huge on analytics so I'm really excited to to get in there and uh, you know really look at those things um, when we get back um, and just looking at all the things that he has. I'm I'm really excited about being able to to use those this year um, and and because that's something I haven't used in the past. Ole Miss is going to the Outback Bowl. It's the first bowl in five years. What do you think about that? Ole Miss going to the Outback Bowl? I think it'll be good. Um, it's in Tampa, right? Outback Bowl is in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's a good city to hang out in. So I mean. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a fun trip. The difference though is that y'all got a full week of a bowl experience. Even in Birmingham, when y'all went to Birmingham, y'all right. got a full week of bowl experience. It's gotta be weird. Put yourself in the shoes of a player. How do you approach a bowl? How does it feel like an accomplishment? Right? How does it feel like right. you've gotten something out of it if you don't really get to get the full experience? Well, yeah, I mean you're right about that, but also I mean it's football and you get another chance to play football. So I, I know. There's one thing, um, you know, if I was on a team, I'd be doing everything I could to make sure our team didn't opt out um, because, you know, it's it's another chance to play football. So, um, you know, you, you should take that opportunity. But I, I, I haven't been able to – or I haven't went through the things with the daily testing and all that kind of stuff that those kids had to go through. So I understand, you know, it, it's probably been, been hard on them this year. But, I mean, it's another chance to play football. So, um, you know, you should go play it. In general, what's your philosophy on opting out? Like I said, um, you know, I understand if, if if maybe somebody really close to you had conditions or, or things like that, but, um, you know, and, and there's always certain situations, but, you know, as far as me personally, you know, I would have been playing, you know, there, there's no doubt about it. Well, it's a new dynamic too. And in just in college football, if you look across the board, the transfer portal and everything that's going to be happening – and just these yeah. kids having more agency and control over right. their careers is just a fascinating dynamic because you have fans that are saying, oh, opting out is selfish, but also players, you've been in that position before. To have more agency is a good thing. To be able to control and, and not necessarily have other people or papers bind you to something, that's a good thing, but also it's it's very complicated because you have to deal with actual emotional stuff as it pertains to fans and things like that. Exactly. And I was just going to say, you know, the fans, the fans are going to drive some people out of schools, you know, if they're having bad games or something like that. And the fans on Twitter are getting at them and, you know, they don't feel like they, they, they need to be there. They're going to drive them out of schools. Um, it, I mean, cause Twitter, it's, it's tough after a game that you lose in the SEC. Um, so that, that's something huge as a coach, you have to think about also. And, um, you know, you, you have to be a player's coach now, um, because, you know, a lot of the shift is, is going towards the players. So, um, you know, that, that's something that, sh- that you also have to think about too, uh, going into this new world of coaching and new world of, you know, the NCAA and what they're allowing is, um, you know, you definitely have to be more of on the player's side, um, as a coach now. What is it to you to see Tom Allen as a head coach of Indiana and coaching a number nine ranked team in Indiana? Did you see it with him? Did you see with Tom Allen when he was on staff a future as a head coach? Well, yeah, I I honestly did just because he was so detailed in everything he did. And then also, he I mean, those linebackers, you see how hard Indiana plays for him. I mean, those linebackers played hard for him. That defense played hard for him. 
special teams was always, you know, was always solid, um, you know, and he, and he had control over that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I could definitely have seen him be a head coach. Now, did I see him taking Indiana to a top 10 team? You know, absolutely not. But, um, you know, I always knew Coach Allen, Coach Allen was, you know, kind of special in, in the way that he could relate to players and get, get, it, get them to play hard for him. When you look back at this journey now, because I remember talking to you when you're getting recruited by Ole Miss to now being in the place you are now, when you look back and reflect on it, what's the journey been like for you? Man, it, it's been, it's, it's been, it's been great. I mean, you know, I kind of consider myself a Mississippi and I've been there for so long, you know, had I not went to East Mississippi, I would have never been introduced to the junior college, uh, you know, the junior college process and would have never really even looked into coaching in junior college, but you know, it's it's a great, you know, lifestyle coaching in junior college. You know, you're going to make, you know, make okay money. And then, you know, you, you don't have those hours that, uh, that, that, you know, those division one coaches have now, you know, somebody like me, I, I want those hours, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I want to get to that point. Um, but you know, as far as you could do this for the rest of your life and, 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 you know, enjoy it. Um, so, you know, I would have never, never even known about Mississippi junior college football, um, and then going to Ole Miss, I think that just created, you know, created those connections even more um, and, and helps me in recruiting because, you know, I'm mainly recruiting Mississippi kids. So a lot of these kids know who I am or at least heard of, you know, what we did when we, what we were able to do while I was at Ole Miss. So, um, you know, that and, and to say that doesn't help you when you walk in the doors of a, of a home, you know, that'd be a lie. We've talked about this so many times, but you're one of the most important signees in Ole Miss history. Have you thought about what your career would have been like had you not made that decision and gone to Ole Miss? I don't know. Um, I think more. I think about how what it what could have happened if you know I hadn't got hurt uh, the third game of my career against Tulane. Mm. You know, I think that's really more what I think about because, I mean, I'm I'm glad I chose Ole Miss. Um, you know, I can say that looking back on it. Um, there was times, you know, I was tired of the fans and I'm sure the fans were tired of me, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very glad that I, that I chose, that I, you know, did choose Ole Miss. When you walked on campus, when you're walking into your first practice, y'all didn't have a ton of talent at first. Okay. So when you looked around, did you think to yourself at all? Oh shit. What have I got myself into? Nah, because I didn't know what SEC talent necessarily looked like. You know what I mean? I was just trying to get there. You know, I felt like I was young and, you know, I was just happy to be there and I wouldn't think about anything but winning that job, you know, cause I was, that's, you know, kind of what I was there to do, obviously. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I was young and naive and didn't know. So I was just going to go out there and throw the ball around and see what happened. So, you know, I don't need, I don't ever remember thinking like that. No, I don't. Oh, now looking good. back to, and then, you know, you, you get it, you get in 2014, <laughs> you know, you get in 2014 and you look at the talent then, you know, then you realize, yeah. okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. You know, and, and then you see it, it actually tells you what a great season that seven and six year was in 2012. Because, yeah, like you said, we were not, you know, anywhere close to being able to compete. Not to disrespect anybody, but Laramie Tunsil looks different. Laquan looked different. Rob looked different. Tony yeah. Connor looks different. <laughs> I could just, the the yeah. difference in perspective for you, that's, I haven't even thought about that before. Go, oh, oh, wait a second. This does look different. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And, and um, I mean, you would see it when you would went on the road or, you know, when you were playing SEC teams. And, I mean, Alabama didn't look like us. And we didn't look like Auburn and LSU. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's, that's definitely how, how it kind of happened. Just kind of look back like, whoa, you know, this is, this is a little different right here. And can we finally admit that it wasn't really a competition? You won that pretty early. I, I thought so too, but yeah. I was nervous. I was nervous going into it because um, you know they didn't they didn't name it until the week of the game. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. He's Bo Wallace, former Ole Miss quarterback, good friend of the pod. Thanks for doing this, man. I see you've been on like a media tour lately. Look at you. Am I your last stop? <laughs> Oh, uh, I think so. I think so. It's back to work now. Okay, there you go. Well, thank you for doing it, man. I appreciate you, and uh, best of luck over there. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Going now to the Modern Women phone line to speak to former Ole Miss wide receiver Vince Sanders. Vince, what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. Tell the people what you're doing now. Uh, right now, I'm in uh, Marion, Arkansas, and I'm coaching high school football at Marion High School on the Keith um, Houston, also a former Ole Miss Rebel. Does it feel weird even now to be considered a former Ole Miss Rebel? For me, it's even hard because I remember covering you. It feels like yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think about it sometimes. And uh, it's been over like six years almost since, you know, I've been in a uniform. And, you know, sometimes I watch the season, you know, reminisce a little bit. Um, you know, my girl, she Mississippi State. She graduated from Mississippi State, so... Um, you know, I make her watch all my old videos. But yeah, man, it's you know, time going by, you know, life keep going and you know, I never thought I'd be a coach, but uh here I am. Yeah, you're coaching wide receivers, special teams. Do you sometimes feel the itch to throw on some pads and show those guys it's only been six years that you can still do it? Well, I think I still got the skills, you know, as far as catching the ball and everything, but when it comes to being in shape <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm quite there yet. So, uh, you know, I joke with them every now and then, you know, telling them they can't hold me. But, you know, deep down inside, I know they'll come out on top because I'm so out of shape. You've always been such a mellow guy. Now, on the field, you're a true competitor, but off the field, a very mellow guy. How has that translated? What is Vince Sanders the coach like? Oh, pretty much the same way, you know, I'm mellow until, you know, I get tired of seeing the same mistake being made. Then, you know, I got to come out of my comfort zone and try to correct the um, problem. But, um, you know, I'm laid back, man. You know, I always, you know, I always believe in you got to stay um, calm in tough situations. And, um, you know, I just always be myself and, you know, act how um, I think I should act at that given moment. Now, when you came out, um, you mentioned you weren't anticipating becoming a coach, but it came pretty quickly, including in 2017, you joined Northeast as wide receivers coach. So for you, it's been a natural progression. What do you think you've learned the most as far as how to be a coach? Uh, patience. You know, you got to have patience because, you know, you got to remember that 
Yes, you know more than the athletes know, know at that age. And, you know, sometimes you expect them to know certain things and you got to, you know, step back and be like, you know, I made the same mistakes, you know, when I was their age. So just having patience and um, always trying to find a different way to, um, you know, make a change in, um, in, in, in my player's life. Anything in particular that you picked up at Ole Miss that you've directly tried to take to your coaching career and teaching these kids? I mean, build a relationship. You know, you, you know, first and foremost, if you want some, somebody to do something for you, they got to be able to trust you, like with anything else in life. So, you know, um, building a relationship at Ole Miss, you know, um, I think, I would say me and Coach Harry had, you know, a pretty good relationship. And so um, Coach Nitz and the other coaches also. But, um, you know, you always got to build that relationship from day one so they can trust you. So um, the future won't be that rough. Coach Hurd was a former wide receiver coaching wide receivers. You're a former wide receiver coaching wide receivers. What's the first thing that a good wide receiver has to learn to take his game to the next level? Uh, for me, you know, Believing in yourself, you know, even before you step out there on the field, you know, I believe in that you should believe in yourself, you know, because if you don't, nobody else will. So, you know, believing in yourself and, um, you know, having a plan, you know, understand why you're doing what you're doing, whether it's a release, you know, um, a certain technique, I mean, a certain technique you use when you're catching the ball, you know, just understand why you're doing what you're doing. What part of your game at Ole Miss made you so good, do you think? Was it your release off the line of scrimmage, your ability to get in and out of breaks? What allowed you to get open? You already were a talented player, former four-star, but what allowed you to be so productive? When did your game open up? What allowed it to open up? Uh, I think, you know, it's a little bit of everything. You know, like you mentioned, my release off the line. Um, coming out of high school, one of my knocks was, that I was too small, uh, I might have trouble getting off the line. So I always kept that in the back of my mind. And, um, you know, being able to get out of breaks, you know, being a um, two-sport athlete in high school, you know, playing basketball, doing a lot of jumping, uh, you know, a whole different types of agility. So um, I think all of that played a part of me being a receiver. I was being so athletic and being able to do different things. Now, coming out of Macon, you were the number one player in Mississippi. You're a dandy dozen selection. I think you were a top 15 receiver nationally. Who all did it come down to, really? Okay, now my top three was Ole Miss, Florida State, and Mississippi State. I didn't want to be too close to home. I didn't want to be too far. And I you know, felt like Ole Miss was in that perfect range, you know, about two hours away. You know, um, I would think, you know, if I'm – and Mississippi State, I'm 25 minutes from my hometown. You know, I might be down there too much. You know, young and not really understanding the lifestyle of being a um, student athlete. So um, I just thought Ole Miss, they were the first school that offered me also. So they played a big part in my decision. So, yeah, that's why I ain't no two Ole Miss. For a lot of people that don't know, what recruiting is like. Now it's changed a lot. These kids are all about social media these days, but what is recruiting like for a prospect? Can it get pretty tiresome after a while? Oh yeah. You know, at first, when it first starts off, you know, everything new 
and you happy you getting all the attention you getting. But you know, once it get close to signing though, you kinda have have an idea idea where you going, you know, like you said, you know, you still got coaches pounding you and you know, you gotta make a decision. Do you wanna be, you know, um, rude and not talk to them or, you know, um answer the phone. So it was kinda hard. I remember it you know, it was times when I had a basketball game. I come back from a basketball game at like ten something at night. I got a um certain school there, you know, wanna to talk to me. And I'm like, you know, it's ten o'clock at night, you know. <laughs> like this could have waited a couple more hours, you know, but yeah, you know, I enjoyed it all. You know, it um showed me a lot of things and um made me realize a lot of things also. What was Vince Sanders the basketball player like? I was all right, you know, very athletic, you know. My strength, was my, I mean, was my defense, and I was a slasher. You know, I got a good vertical, so that helped out a lot. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't think I'll be the last guy to get picked up at a um, basketball court. So No, that'd be me, Vince. That'd yeah. be me. I'd be the last one picked. <laughs> Could you dunk back then, and can you still dunk? Oh, yeah, I still got it. Uh, I can, you know um vertical dunk you know all that i asked that because i've had kensho lockett on this podcast countless times and he always talked about when they weren't playing football y'all play basketball a lot or just teammates would play basketball a lot and shay hodge would put on a show on a basketball court was it like that with your teams too would y'all go out and play basketball and if so who showed out oh yeah we'll do the same thing uh we'll go play five on five four court. I mean the different guys, you know, one guy that stood out to me was Larry Matonson. You know, he come in as a freshman, tall, big, and his footwork, you know, his footwork in the post was unbelievable, you know. And um that one of the guys I remember that stood out, me like I remember saying to myself, like, oh yeah, he gonna be something special because he moves so smooth on the court, you know. But, you know, you had other guys, you know, like Dante, Moncrief, um, Devontae, Kincaid. You know, he was pretty good. Um, DJ Jones, he was another guy that can jump out the gym. I mean, we had a lot of guys that, you know, were pretty good athletes. What's it like to see your former teammates like Dante, like DJ, like Laramie still in the league and still doing big things? Did you always envision that, and did you know that – the teams that you were on, the talent around you, y'all were going to be producing a lot of NFL players? Oh, yeah, man. That's feel good. Seeing them guys, you know, still in the league, you know, making a difference. Uh, I watch them every chance I get. Uh, you know, I feel proud to tell, you know, my, my, my players that I'm coaching now and other people I know that I know them guys, you know, play with them. So, um, yeah, you know, and I realized we had a lot of NFL talent on the team because I went against it every day. And I seen it with my eyes, you know, pretty much every day for three, four years. So, um, yeah, I know we had a special team. I tell everybody to this day, like, that 13 to 14 year, like, we had some dogs on that team. Like, we were special, you know. And I hate we didn't get into the playoff, you know, but everything happened for a reason. I don't know if uh, fourth and twenty-five happened for a reason. I think that's just shitty luck. If you're asking me, Vince. Oh yeah, I mean I agree, but um, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was fun times. You know, you sit back and think about all the memories you had, and 
it were good times, man. What was your favorite personal memory? Not necessarily the team, because we can go through a lot of those games, but you personally, I would venture to guess that it was the 34-yard touchdown when y'all upset Alabama, came from behind to win that game. One of the most memorable games in recent Ole Miss football history, game day being there that day. Is that it, or is there another moment I'm not even thinking about? Uh, I would say that would be the uh, most memorable moment I had. If not that one, I would say when we played against Mississippi State in 2012, I scored on the touchdown like late in the game, and I had like three or four of their players on me trying to you know pull me back, and I still got in. I think that probably would be number one because there, I mean, that was the only time I scored against Mississippi State, and uh, it felt good, you know, doing that against them. We'll get right back to former Ole Miss wide receiver Vince Sanders in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Finally, at long last, Oxford is getting back to normal. The sun is shining. Those dreary winter months, they're behind us. Better yet, you actually get to experience Ole Miss athletics events in person. What a world. What better way to get there than in a new car, truck, or Jeep? The only place to go for your next vehicle is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. They'll take care of you. And I know because I've bought a car there myself. And the experience was too easy. Seamless even. Their only goal is to get you in the vehicle you've always wanted at a good price. So reach out today. Don't wait. Give them a call. 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's 2201 East University Avenue, just past Kroger. Alan Samuels, Chrysler Dodge, Sheep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. You had 86 yards against Mississippi State. Like you mentioned, only 20 minutes away is Mississippi State. For you, it's unique. Now, I don't really feel like the kids in-state have that same draw to stay in-state, and I don't think that they necessarily have the same type of uh, rivalry feeling if they're playing for Ole Miss or Mississippi State towards the other team. But you definitely had that reaction, right? Like, giving it to Mississippi State, did that feel good? Oh, yeah, it did because, you know, during the recruitment process, you know, Mullins told me if I went to Ole Miss, they were going to beat me all four years. So, you know, I kind of took that personal, and uh, they got us too, but we came out on top twice also. So uh, it was a fun battle. You know, like you said, I'm 20 minutes away, so pretty much most of my family uh, state fans. And uh, so, you know, I was kind of like a loner, you know. I had certain family, you know, support me. You know, everybody supported me, but, you know, they were originally uh, state fans. So, yeah, it was kind of, you know, crazy. You brought up all that talent you played with, but initially it wasn't that way. Once the turnaround happened, Freeze arrives, go to the Birmingham Bowl. How special was that year, knowing that that was the start of what was a pretty remarkable turnaround for Ole Miss football? Oh, it was very special, you know. That was our first one. You know, we got the experience, you know, what it feels like not only to be at a bowl game, but to win it. You know, like you mentioned, you know, my first two years, red shirt year and freshman year, it was tough on winning two games and, you know, and freeze coming in in the his style, changing the whole environment. You know, I felt like more guys bought in 
And, uh, you know, once you buy in, you start to see success. And uh, more success we saw, you know, more guys ball in. And it was special, man, just to go from winning two games to winning the bowl game just like that. You know, one one off season and change staff and some more guys come in, you know, to help and we were bowl like we were champions of a bowl game. It's so interesting too because it was so miserable and then Freeze comes in and you look at his staff now, Tom Allen at Indiana, they're all spread out and they're all doing big things. It seems like Kane Walmack, for example, is now the head coach of South Alabama. Time keeps going, Vince, you said so. Is it a strange thing? No, not really. You know, I just, like you said, it's kind of, you know, exciting or cool to see, you know, all the guys kind of doing their own thing, uh, you know, and being successful at doing it. You know, like you mentioned, Tom Madden and um, Coach Hurd, um, they played against Ole Miss. I know their game meant something to them, you know. Like, you know, so it just good seeing all the – and all my former coaches, you know, spread out there doing their own thing, you know, freeze and liberty. He um, having, you know, he breaking records and setting milestones for that university. So, yeah, it's um cool feeling seeing that. At the time, you're one of 19 players that had 100 career catches, and I think three other players have done it since. Elijah Moore, A.J. Brown, Laquan Treadwell. When you look at this school and the wide receivers it produces, does it give you a sense of pride that you're one of those that kept the line moving that has built this reputation for Ole Miss, that if you come here as a wide receiver, there's a good chance you're going to leave as one of the most accomplished in college football? Oh, yeah, I do. I mean, Ole Miss is a great university. Um, like It changed my life. It changed me as a man through the good and bad. So, you know, just knowing that, okay, dang, at one point, I was, like you mentioned, top nine or whatever it was. Receivers that had 100 plus catches. And um, just to see other guys come on, like every year I'd be like, somebody new going to break the previous guy's record, you know. So I expect that to happen because at Ole Miss, you know, if you're a receiver, you're going to get the ball and you're going to have plenty of opportunities to be successful. So. Um, like I said, it changed my life, and Ole Miss is a great university. They always going to have great coaches on the staff, and um, I'm just excited about next year coming up. You know, we got Sam Williams, like Tim and Juco, so uh, I think he's coming back for another year. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. That's what I was going to ask. Have you continued to follow Ole Miss, watch games and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I try to get down there, you know, every opportunity I get. So if I can't get down there, I catch it on TV. But yeah, I don't keep up with them. You didn't coach Sam's position group at Northeast, but again, you were on that coaching staff. You're right. What was he like in JUCO? Did you know he was going to end up what he is now? And that's I know that this year wasn't necessarily what he wanted because of everything that happened. But he's got a chance next year, coming back for another year, to be um, an NFL draft pick. Did you see that pretty early from him? Oh, yeah. I mean... I want to say too early, you know, it took some maturing on his side. You know, once he did that, you know, he he always been athletic. He can jump out the gym. He can um, he got a he gonna run a great forty. He's strong in the weight room. Like he got everything he needs, you know. And 
I feel like next year he really gonna lock in and he gonna go out there and get it. You know, he got he got all the tools. Like, you know, I played basketball with him. He put his elbow in the rim like it's nothing. You know, like he just that athletic. So yeah, I seen, you know, he had the potential to be what he is today. Even though you're removed from it now as a former Ole Miss player, do you still feel connected to Ole Miss? Do you still feel the love from Ole Miss fans and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. You know, um, every time I go down there, well, not every time, like doing football season, when I go down there and grow, you know, people you know, still recognize me. And, you know, that made me feel good, you know, inside knowing that, you know, when they say once you become a rebel, you're always a rebel, you know, I like I can – true to say that statement is true, you know. So, yeah, I still receive the love on social media. I still got people that follow me when I was playing, you know, that still reach out, see how I'm doing through social media and everything. So, uh, yeah, man, it's um, special knowing that you always go back and feel like family. When are you coming back? I don't know. Like I said, I'm trying to tell my girl we need to go down there and have um, – Lunch or something on the square, so it's going to be go. pretty soon. It's going to be pretty soon. Well, good. Well, before I let you go, like I mentioned, like we've talked about, you're in coaching now. For you, what's the dream? Where do you want to end up? Uh, one day I want to get back on the college level. Um, like, you know, I was on the college level and I dropped down to high school uh, to see how it was. And uh, I enjoy it, but, you know, it's different. You know, so one day I like to get back on the college though. I enjoy high school, but I want to be in a position where I can go out and recruit the type of guys I want. When in high school, you know, you kind of stuck uh, with what you have. So uh, if not, if I if I can't get back on the college level one day, I like to become a high school head coach one day. So that's why I see myself in the near future. He's former Ole Miss wide receiver Vince Sanders. Thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you, and we'll definitely do it again. All right, thanks for having me. Out of time.